17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm with my guy, Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Cordell, I am here to admit that I was wrong. Ravens win big in Cleveland, 28-3. And, you know, I, I can admit it. You know, I'm good with, I, I said to you on the last podcast, I will be very happy if I am wrong about my prediction. And I was wrong. And this is one of the few times that I am happy to be wrong here. So uh, let's get started with the offense. Um, I mean, listen, it, it, it started slow. You know, this Cleveland defense is very, very good. And we talked about that. Um, but eventually they found a way to kind of get some things going. And when you start looking at the statistics uh, overall, you know, you can't really, you know, feel any type of way about it. I mean, you can talk about the conservativeness of the offensive play calling. I have a theory about that, and we'll talk about that. But overall, I thought everybody did good. You know, Lamar Jackson, 15 for 19. He completed 79% of his passes uh, for uh, three excuse me, 186 yards, two touchdowns, um, and a quarterback rating of 142.5. Mark Andrews finally back in the mix. Five targets, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. And the run game really, you know, came into some fruition with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill back. So, you know, this was a nice, it felt like um, a nice balance of, just having, you know, offensive play, uh, excuse me, just having a nice balance of play at wide receiver as well as play at running back. And overall, it was a good day for the Ravens offense. What say yeah. you? Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, you said it. They were they were balanced. And the Ravens, it's no secret, they're going to go as far as Lamar Jackson takes them. I mean, he, he is the primary source of everything that they're doing offensively and he was very sharp today he continues to be uh accurate when he does throw the ball continues to be efficient throwing the ball like you said 15 for 19 two touchdowns 142.5 passer rating right there still gives it to you on the ground as well and what you saw was them exploiting the fact that any quarterback designed run play is Easy money. It's still in money. It's still in money at this point. And I continue to laugh when I think back to the offseason and how the whole narrative was Lamar Jackson's going to be running less. Shame I on anybody. Don't know who created that narrative, by I the way. I don't know. It was a national thing that they went on. And 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 I think people took Lamar's words and used them against him because Lamar emphasized how much he wants to throw the ball. Sure, he said he wants to get the guy get the ball into his guys' hands, but that doesn't mean he doesn't want to, you know, utilize what's this team, what I believe is this team's best weapon, which is his legs. And it showed again today. I mean, and uh you you saw them not only open it up with the Lamar runs, but also the motions, the pre-snap motions really gave Cleveland problems today. Uh it it, it pretty much neutralized 
Miles Garrett as best as you possibly could. I mean, he still had his moments in this game. Um, but for the most part, they did a really good job on Miles Garrett today. He didn't get too many one-on-one opportunities with Makari, and a few times that he did, he exposed it. Um, but all in all, compared to what he's been this year, I thought the Ravens did a fairly decent job with a player like that. Um, the run game was consistent. You saw yep. Justice Hill pop some big ones. You saw Gus Edwards stay a, a keep them on schedule. Like you mentioned, Mark Andrews, five for five, on five targets, five catches, yep. 80 yards, a factor after the catch. He's also a factor in the red zone again. I mean, that one that Lamar threw uh, on the top shelf and, and Mark Andrews goes up and just takes it off of Denzel Ward's helmet. I mean, that's that's a heck of a play, A, by Mark Andrews, because really Lamar was late on he that was play. Late. He was yeah. late, but I, I give Lamar credit as well yep. because that was a heck of a throw. To, if you're going to throw it late, you have to do what he did. Yep. You think back to last year in that Bills game that they had lost where Lamar threw that interception in the red zone trying to get it to Duvernay late. He didn't throw it the same way. It, it, that one was still kind of up for grabs. This one was either Mark's going to get it or it's going to hit a cameraman in the back of the end zone. So <laughs> I, I get, I give both of that's That's just two great players making a great play right there. I agree. So, um, and even the one is Zay. you see Lamar extending the play. He's looking down the field. He, he, he makes it happen. I mean, he was sharp today. He, he was sharp. And I think the play calling by Todd Munkin helped him get in the rhythm. Those runs, those quarterback design runs for a quarterback like Lamar, that helps get him in rhythm. That that gets him in the game right there. So I, I like that they went to those early and often because it, it opened it up for some of those play action passes that they were able to capitalize on later on down the field. Um, and even if Lamar did have to ex- have to extend the play, that's where he really got to show you how special he is. I agree. And, and, and I'm with you on that. Like, I don't really love waiting until later for run design plays. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that you can implement wherever, you know what I'm saying? And um, I agree that, you know, look, the first touchdown that they got was after the turnover yeah. uh, from Brandon Stevens and Lamar runs a design run play into the end zone. And so I think that those types of things are definitely something that you have to keep into the playbook. And I think that that's the problem when you hear it from a national perspective, because they think that the Ravens were going to do something different. Well, that was your perspective. Mm -hmm. You thought that the Ravens were going to do something different. And of course the Ravens are going to say, Oh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be different or players. I'm talking, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the team uh, because coaches are not going to necessarily say, Oh yeah, this is going to be a whole new offense and all of these other things. But Ultimately, yeah, they're going to say those things. But that who, what coordinator, a good one, let me say that, would remove all of the good things that happened in a Ravens offense in previous right. years? That makes that has never made sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me. It was very weird that people felt like that was going to be um, the case. And it wasn't even like Lamar. Like when you look at his statistics for today, it wasn't like, Oh, he was all over the field in terms of running. Lamar had nine rushes for 27 yards. He only averaged three yards uh, a carry, mm-hmm. but he did um, have two touchdowns on the ground. And so 
that's always going to be something that's important. Uh, for me, outside of, you know, everything that was so really good about what Lamar has done today, he has to find a way to stop with the fumbles. It has to. I don't know what it is. It, it feels like 2018 all over again in terms of the turnovers. But um, I got to assume that, that he clearly knows that that's something that he needs to work on um, and that, that they will. That was my main issue with today, with Lamar. Outside of that, Corda, I really have no complaints about mm -hmm. it. And I saw a lot of people talking on social media about how conservative this offense was um, up 21 to three. And to that, I, I would argue that there's a reason, you know, they were playing against a rookie quarterback who wasn't getting any traction for the whole day. So there was no need for the offense to open up the playbook and go ham against the Browns. They're still the Browns in terms of defense and they play very well defense. And what you didn't want to do is get too cute and too aggressive, give them a turnover, give them new life to get back into the game. So I thought that they handled this particular situation very well. Contrary to popular belief, you got to just you got to do what's best for the team. And in this case, knowing that the rookie wasn't more than likely going to really make some big plays to come back. You just got to try to get this clock out and try to win that football game as best as you can. I had no problems with it. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, I don't think it's necessarily all just as easy as saying, oh, they're going conservative with the play calling. I think you got to give the Browns defense credit. I mean, yeah, the Ravens had a, some a, a lot of success against them today, but that's still a really good defense, like you said. And they're going to have their moments to where they're getting stops as well. And what yep. you didn't want to do was shoot yourself in the foot. The Browns were doing that themselves. You know, the, their offense pretty much did, just took the game out of their hands really before they even got a chance a lot of the time. So what the Ravens couldn't afford to do was give them life, was to give them the short fields that the Browns were giving them. You know, uh, if, if you're going to punt it, that's fine because your defense has been stout all day. But, yeah, I, I see no reason to try to – I mean, and that's not to say don't put your foot on the gas. I wanted right. them to. I think that they wanted to score more points, and eventually they did. Um, but the, that first half, they were so good, you had to believe – that the Browns were going to make some sort of adjustments in the yep. second half and cut some of that stuff off. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And so I don't think that they took their foot off of the gas. I think they just lifted it up a little bit. Mm. They just didn't accelerate much more, but you know, as we know, they scored another touchdown and right. that was just them just kind of dinking and dunking. And that's how it should be, right? You're still allowing the clock to move. You're keeping plays in bounds. There's short passes in bounds. You're, you're not doing anything deep downfield. I know people are still waiting for some deep shots and I believe that those things will happen, but I think that you have to be considerate of your opponent and understand your opponent and know what you can and can't do in certain situations and the way that they played the game today from an offensive perspective, I think was the best way to handle that Browns defense. Yeah. And they got, and, and I thought they got everybody involved too on, yep. on all phases. Like even the running backs were involved in the past. Melvin Gordon today. Did you see him? He had, he had made some plays for them today. Like I said, I, Justice Hill had some big runs. Uh, uh, Gus Edwards kept them on schedule. So I, I just thought it was a nice all-around effort on the offensive side of the ball. I agree. 
All right, Cordell, let's switch to the defensive side of the ball. So we learned today, Sunday, that the Ravens were not going to face Deshaun Watson. Um, and at the time, we learned that he was they were going to be facing Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who is a rookie out of UCLA, who I am a fan of. I am very high of. And, you know, it was told that he was taking first team reps this week, but I think a lot of people just said, ah, sounds like smoke. They don't really like smoke and mirrors, not nothing serious. And then we find out today that Deshaun Watson was not going to play. So um, I tweeted this earlier and you responded to me because of course there were different narratives that were being played out there. One was, Oh, the Ravens don't do good with a backup quarterback. And then the other was, well, he's a rookie quarterback. So, you know, it could be a good day. And I tweeted, well, which narrative are we going to go with? Are we going right. to go with that? He's a rookie. Or are we going to go with that? He's the backup. And today he was the rookie. Okay. Mm -hmm. And is, if you know how that is, the Ravens are extremely successful against rookie quarterbacks, in which today they continued that trend as they only scored three points. And it really just feels like, you know, I, I feel bad for DTR and a little, not, and I'm not too bad because he plays for the Browns, but yeah. I do think it was an untimely situation um, to play against a defense as good as the Ravens, even without the pass rush. You know, Mike McDonald has done so well finding other guys to be uh, rushing the passer. And then, and they just picked the wrong time to, like, have Deshaun Watson out, who probably would have done a little bit better under the duress that DTR was under today. But ultimately, um, this defense has continued to impress. I mean, they are very good. And every time you think, oh, they're down because David Ajabo, we know, got put on IR away, of course, did not play. Um, they just find ways to win games. Cal Van Noy came in and, and was impactful. And, of course, Jadavian Clowney continues to be yeah. disruptive. He's getting real close to actually closing the sack. So I think it's coming. But ultimately, this defense had a really strong day today. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Cal Van Noy. Um jumping on this train, a moving train, and, and and being a big focal part of today's game just like that. And we talked earlier this week about the pass rush and were we concerned about, you know, the fact that they can't get there with just four. And I and the reason I wasn't necessarily over-concerned is because I trust the scheme. And I think there's something in this scheme that if you look at it, Calvin Noy is able to – joined the team a couple of days ago, and he's a big focal point in what they do. Think back to last year, they acquired Roquan Smith at the trade deadline. Just like that, he fits in like a glove. JPP, they signed him off the street. That same week, he gets a heavy workload as well. It it's just seems like it's very uh, player-friendly. It's not hard for players to kind of pick up on the nuances of this defense. And when you have it to where it's easy for your players to understand what's going on, I think you get uh, a better outcome out of them. And so I think that's what you're getting right now. But yeah, Van Noy, he was all over the place. So was Jadavian Clowney. He continues to be just chaos in the backfield today. Got a Matt Abike yes. as well. Got a couple of guys getting their first career interceptions. Kyle Hamilton, Brandon Stevens, who doesn't play the ball, but on the tip drill, on the tip drill, he can make a play on that. So, I mean, the, the defense was flying all over the place. Roquan Smith. Oh, I mean, he he should have had two. Roquan should have yeah. two interceptions himself. At least one. At least one. 
Um, and, and Patrick Queen was still his usual self out there as well. I mean, Geno Stone gets another interception. A lot of that was Dorian Thompson Robinson looking like a rookie, yeah. but it's also the fact of this Ravens defense is a little bit of a problem. It's tough to to uh, call plays against these guys because you know what they're you know what they're trying to do. You just don't necessarily know how to stop it because they do have a lot of athletic guys. And right now, this depth, considering the injuries that they have going on, this depth has shown themselves to really come through for this team at a time that they really need it. I agree. And 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 so let's talk about like the defensive front, right? In terms of like not the outside linebackers per se, but the defensive front. They had a pretty decent day. Um, Justin Matabike had a sack uh, for thir- 13-yard loss. Um, Broderick Washington also had a sack, mm-hmm. six yards loss. So, you know, listen, today was a good day for them to find some pressure up the middle to find, to kind of just be disruptive there, particularly when we were talking about being concerned on could they, you know, do that? Could they start bull rushing and, and getting in the quarterback's face or, or finding a way to be disrupted? They really did a good job with that. Patrick Queen as well had a sack uh, for 11-yard loss. So that was definitely something um, that was really big today. But ultimately, you know, this deep, look, I, I had people asking me, did um guys play today like guys like Amari Cooper? Yeah, Amari Cooper actually did play the game. He had six targets, but he only had one reception for 16 yards. I mean, it it just says a lot about how this day went. David Njuku, he had the most with six receptions, 46 yards, and that's to be understandable, right? Tight ends are typically a quarterback's best friend when you're trying to get mm-hmm. out of a situation. So I can understand how that went, but Ultimately, they never allowed this offense to get into a real rhythm. And that's something that's to be said. I mean, you had Ford had nine rushes for 26 yards, two and, and uh, 0.9 carries. Kareem Hunt, five rushes. Now, Strong Jr. did have five rushes for 49 yards, but that, but, but the long was 40. <laughs> like, so, Really, if you take away the one for 40, he's four carries for nine yards. So, you know, all right, they let one break. Mm-hmm. All right, it happens, right? But ultimately, the one game could never really get into a rhythm, which didn't really allow, like, play action to happen. Or, you know, he didn't have much time because they were really rushing him and getting pressure on him much of the game to get comfortable to get in passing situations as well. Yeah, I mean they they forced him to go one dimensional, um, and that's a that's a nightmare for any quarterback, let alone yeah. a rookie quarterback who's starting yep. his first game. Um, but also the Browns did a lot of that happened because of negative plays on early down situations. Yep. How many times were the Browns in second and infinity, third and infinity? I mean, it's it's a lot of their own issues that kind of hurt them in the end and and the Ravens just forcing a lot of negative plays. That that really would it would it boil down to. Um, and you get a, any team in third and long, you're probably going to have success as a defense. Um, so I, I just thought the Ravens stars really showed up today. Kyle Hamilton looked good out there. Roquan looked good. Just they made plays on all on all three levels. And like you said, I mean, you really didn't hear anything from any of the Browns' offensive guys. I mean, they there aren't many left. At this point, 
But Amari Cooper was a no-show today, which is probably to be expected considering the quarterback situation um, and the run game. Uh, as much as the Browns want to run the ball, it's going to be a struggle without Nick Chubb out there. But credit to the Ravens taking advantage of it, not, not allowing this Browns offense to kind of shock them the way uh, the Colts were able to do a little bit of last week. So this is a game they had to have. And now you look, there's a possibility they may face another backup quarterback next week in Pittsburgh considering yep. Pickett went down today. Absolutely. So definitely a win that they could have afforded to have. They are now 2-0 and in the division thanks to the way that that defense has played. And look, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, they, they played against a rookie quarterback. You play who you play. And that is just unfortunate that that's how that went. But at the end of the day, you still got to play. You know, you can't. You can't put an asterisk because somebody got hurt. Well, people get hurt all the time, you know, yeah. and so that's just kind of how it goes. So and they lost um, to a backup quarterback, so it yeah, shows yeah. that you know exactly you, it, it happened. You you can go as long they that's this is why they play the game. You can't Absolutely. put an asterisk next to anything. Not in football. Not not in football. Absolutely, and that and that's a great point, Cordell played Minshew last week who I was concerned when they played Minshew anyway um but that now you see why so there's that part of it but ultimately you know you play who you play the schedule is the schedule and and that's nothing you can do about that all right so it is time pats on the hat who are we bigging up today I'll let you start I think I started first last week so I will let you start this week well, I'll, I'll go to the low-hanging fruit then the, to, to get it started. I'll, I'll get it started with Action Jackson today, 15 for 19, two passing touchdowns, 186 yards through the air, also had two touchdowns on the ground, first time in his career with a multi-touchdown passing and uh, uh, rushing day. So, he, you know, like I said earlier, he this, this team goes as far as Lamar Jackson takes them, and today he was special. Lamar, you really get to see how he can control the game, how quickly he can allow his offense to jump on you because they scored them points in the blink of an eye. Um, so it, it, it can get bad very quickly. And he was asked uh, earlier this week about the Dolphins scoring 70 last week. And he felt like the Ravens could be that same type of offense. And I don't know if the Ravens could ever score 70, but I will say nothing ever surprises me when you get good Lamar. When you get good Lamar, I mean, there's no telling how good he could be in that on that day. And he was really good today. I completely agree with you. Um, I, I will go on the defensive side and I'll give it to Brandon Stevens. I think that Brandon Stevens is a great story here. Um, he's a guy that you saw some potential in, but I really feel like he has stepped it up uh, for the 2023 season thus far. Got an interception today. And it's funny because I <laughs> I was watching the game and the people out that was around me was like, get up and run. Like, don't just sit there. Nobody touched you. You know, and it felt like he heard them all the way here in Baltimore. And he just started running out of the blue and, you know, got, got the, the big gain after the interception. So I just really uh, love seeing how he's played this year. You know, he has just been a delightful surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've made all of these, um, signings in the offseason with Millette and Yassin, and then they brought in Darby, and yet Brandon Stevens is the one that's out there, you know, doing this thing. So I want to give a pat on the hat to Brandon Stevens. 
And he's also a former running back. Uh, and you got mm-hmm. to see some of that on that interception return, how he followed his blockers. Yep, sure did. Pretty natural running by, running behind those guys. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, he definitely deserves a pat on the hat. I'll give my second one to Mark Andrews. Money Mark, five, te- five catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns, a monster uh, today for this Ravens offense, making plays in the red zone when you got to have it, making a great play for his quarterback, you know, right there, um, going up there and, and climbing the ladder to go get that second touchdown. And he had some plays, even uh, some big plays uh, after the catch today, breaking a couple of tackles, going up the sideline. Mark Andrews looked fresh today. Um, and and you see that he can still be a big part of this Todd Monken-led offense. And should be moving forward. So hopefully we'll get to see more of Mark Andrews as the season goes on. I'm going to give um, dual pats on the hat to both the linebackers, Roquan Smith, as well as Patrick Queen. I, I mean, to me, they just have been, they were phenomenal today. And like I said earlier, I felt like Roquan – had an opportunity to potentially get two touch, uh, excuse me, two interceptions, but you know, passes deflected was great, and then of course, uh, Patrick Queen has just been all over the field and also had a sack. So yes, I could have get it done separately, but the tandem, it's the tandem that I love the most uh, about them. I just think that they're just the perfect pair mm-hmm. together, uh, and they just work so well together. And they definitely deserve the praise of how well they played. You got anybody else? Yeah, I'll actually go different. I'll give my third one to Todd Monken. Todd Monken, I thought, called a really good game today. Like I said earlier, I love the fact that he went to the Lamar runs early and often, especially in the red zone. That's guaranteed positive yardage on those types of plays. You can't just go home with those plays in your pocket. You got to call them. And he called them. It didn't, he didn't wait until third downs. He's calling them on early, early down situations. Uh, Lamar's first touchdown, he wasn't even touched. He gets the high step the last three yards into the end zone. I think I thought Todd Munkin did a heck of a job getting Lamar's legs involved early because it, it really forced that Cleveland defense to slow down a little bit. Miles Garrett couldn't just fire off. They, they had to stay home. And and then those pre-snap motions as well. I I just thought he had a really good game plan for this game today. Completely agree. And then I'll give one to uh, Kyle Hamilton for getting his first interception as well. Uh, I saw a picture that he gave his mom his first interception ball. So that was great to see. And I believe that there's many more where that came from, Kyle, uh, as we look forward to you just getting better week after week. We'll talk more on our next episode in depth about the Ravens win against the Bengals and how that measures up because as you know, I said against the Bengals the Browns, I'm sorry Uh, because hey, they beat them both so it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) We'll talk more about the Ravens win against the Browns um, as the Bengals, what I was going to say Cordell was the Bengals lost Mm -hmm. as well, bad uh, bad by the Titans and then you already mentioned the Steelers lost but potentially they have lost uh, Kenny Pickett for quite some time. We don't know yet, but it looks as though that he might miss some time. So we'll talk about how that is affecting the division and how all of this is um, coming around in the first four weeks. Basically, the first quarter has ended uh, of the NFL season already. So it's already going by fast. But we want to thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you on the next episode. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.
2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.